This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 2, Crystal Palace, Neil Guy Clark here. Thanks for joining us for the latest post-game podcast. Sadio Mane back on the score sheet. Fans back inside Anfield. The return of the Anfield roar. We've plenty to come here on post-game. Jurgen Klopp's press conference, including an emotional tribute to the outgoing Jorginho Wijnaldum, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst, as well as our regular contributors, Liverpool finishing third at the end of the craziest of campaigns. For the final time this season, and then here on post game, let's get over to Anfield and hear from the Echoes, Paul Gorst. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have finished third in the Premier League after a 2 0 win against Crystal Palace here this afternoon. Um, Leicester and Chelsea's respective defeats to Tottenham and Aston Villa mean that the Reds have snuck into third at the 11th hour. Um, goals, two goals from Sadio Mane. Uh, his uh, 14th and 15th of, uh, of the season good enough uh, for Liverpool to clinch the points that uh, takes them above both uh, Chelsea and Leicester and into third uh, finishing this Premier League campaign uh, a tough Premier League campaign it has to be said on uh, 69 points behind Manchester United and Manchester City um, to finish the few saw coming it has to be said then uh, just a few weeks ago uh, Liverpool um, lost six games at Anfield this season um, the most um, well Six successive games in a row. It was the first time that they'd ever done that in, in um, club history. Um, and it did look back in March that uh, they're going to be nowhere near the, the top four, come what may. But uh, a staring run, eight wins in the last uh, last ten games, a ten-game unbeaten run. Uh, it's taken them to third and, as you say, sneaking in above uh, Leicester and Chelsea uh, at the final knocking. So uh, Liverpool, ultimately, um, it was a tough season, as we say, one that was uh, littered with so many injuries to the likes of uh, Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, Diogo Jota, Thiago Alcantara, Jordan Henderson. Uh, so many of Jürgen Klopp's sides spent a significant portion of the season out on the injured list, but uh, somehow Liverpool have managed to uh, put all that to the side and uh, finish in third in the Premier League. It's not quite what they had in mind when the season began in September, but you have to say, given the obstacles that were in their path uh, in recent months, that uh, this probably has to be considered a successful season. Jürgen Klopp was delighted with the, the finish and he really saluted his players in his post-match press conference and uh, off they go now into the Champions League for next season. Their name will be in the hat when the draw uh, is uh, made in August. So at Liverpool, a tough season, as I say, a difficult one. One plague with so many injuries and um, really embattled Liverpool at times across the course of the last eight months. But they do finish in third. Um, a place in the Champions League awaits them and they go again next season where they look to uh, once more challenge Manchester City for the Premier League title. It's finished here in Anfield, Liverpool 2, Crystal Palace 0. Paul Gorst watching on at Anfield with 10,000 fans there in attendance too as Liverpool capped the campaign with a 2-0 win. Sadio Mane back on the score sheet and a fitting farewell for Jeannie Wijnaldum after 237 appearances for the Reds and five years at Anfield, a modern Liverpool legend. Now to Jurgen Klopp speaking in his post-match press conference following the win over Crystal Palace. Yeah, you can just put that into perspective for us because you have said you, you, it could be quite an emotional moment if you got it this year for many reasons. So, can you sum up your feelings or what you've achieved there? Yeah, it's big. It's big. Come on. Um, somebody would have told me weeks ago, five, six, eight, ten weeks ago, we can finish this season at third. It was absolutely out of reach. It, was, it felt impossible. Um, even the good thing this year, when it happened, they didn't feel too good very often because too many things around happened uh, 
the, the, come on, the, the, the injuries was a, was a, a subject we followed us through the whole year and that was really tough to take. Just as an example, we, 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 we win three nil at Burnley, happy camp, everything fine. Uh, we go home and Reese Williams um, have to need to have a scan because he has hamstring. Didn't train three days, but can play today. So that was uh, the lucky moment. But nobody knew that until a few hours before the game. So today they both get a cut <laughs> and everything looks like we keep on it up, but they go for them and all these kind of things. So we had to fight through and the boys did that. So what the, let's talk about them, how they played as absolutely incredible. The steps they made this year, they should be really very proud of because it's absolutely um, different level now. I have to say that's really that's really nice to be part of that for the whole team. Um, fighting through this and 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 finishing here is the best lesson on third. It's the best lesson you can you can learn for life. I couldn't be more happy that I'm that I was around when that happened again uh, from nowhere to the Champions League in five weeks. That's a massive achievement. And so, see, I, do, do I see it? And um, um, and I think that's right. Okay, thank you, Chris. We'll go to Carl Markham and Dave Maddock, and that's it for the hands-on. Carl. Hi, Jürgen. Um, Hi, you said some, some nice words about Jeannie uh, in the programme, and it looks like he's yeah, on, on his way. I just wanted you to say you can, you can talk to us about the journey he's had with you at the club and his influence and, and how difficult he will be to, you know, to replace. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, where can I start? So... Uh, I met this wonderful player the first time. So I saw him. We played obviously against him, and I met him first time in my in my, in my living room at home because um, we had to. I had to see him and talk to him. From the first moment, it clicked between us. He's a very, very friendly, very smart, very open person, um, and that never changed. That just improved since then. Yes, it's very emotional for me uh, because I lose a friend and will will miss him. That's how it is. Um, but it's normal in football that these kind of things happen. Not always nice, but normal. Um, and I'm really sure that he will find a great place. I mean, each club who is interested in him should, if you call me and ask about him, then you will take him definitely. Because I couldn't be more positive about what he did here. It's incredible. He was not only always available, he, he played the... Ninety percent of time, really, really good. People might not know exactly um, what I mean with good because sometimes it's not that spectacular. Sometimes it's that. But from the young kid who was offensive ten to a winger at Newcastle, come here and being such a controlling mid, becoming such a controlling midfielder, that's a massive step. And you only can do that when you understood the game really in the right way. And he did that. He scored incredibly important goals. Barcelona, um, I think. Cardiff was very, very important. Middlesbrough was very important. So, so many top, top class performances. Um, I would mix it a lot. I would mix it up easily when I have to talk about that more in detail. So, and now it looks like the time is over, but everything will be fine, and nobody can take our memories from us, and they will, we will share them forever. That's really great. I told him that after the game, he sees it the same way, and it's. Goodbye would not be tough, then the time you had together was not worth it. So it's really tough because we had a great time together. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, guys. We're going to go to Dave Maddock, then Joe Prince Wright, and then I think, unless, um, yeah, that's it. Dave Maddock followed by Joe, then we'll go to Jurgen. As you said, it, it just seems so impossible that 
you could finish um, not only finish third, never mind top four. You've actually finished third, and I, I just wonder, you know, where does that rank above the achievements uh, of yourself and this side? Because it, it, it is it is remarkable given the the odds that you 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 had against you to to finish third this season. It ranks in the third position. <laughs> I don't know, who cares? It's great. It's absolutely great. It's outstanding. It's as I tell you that this season, and that's always you can from outside you cannot really understand because we are just Liverpool. We have to perform. We have to win. We have to to become champion. Whatever. That was not possible for us this year. So you have to fight through, and you have to in the in the in the in the harder moments, you can learn the most. In the harder moments, you can show the most, you, you, and you can, and we 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 really. We stuck together all the time. There was not no no argument or whatever about different things. We just knew some things are tough. Do we have we have to improve? That's true. We have to. But football is a game with is based on confidence, and we did, had not a lot of opportunities to gain confidence. We were constantly sorting problems, um, and that's so nice to see that we could use the last ten I don't know five six seven weeks. Um, to give this season a proper turnaround, and I'm really happy for the Champions League that they don't have to play without us, so that we can, <laughs> that we are in it. That will be great. Can't wait for that. But um, outstanding achievement from the boys. So Man City is rightly so um, won the league. Great season. Congratulations again. But. Um, because we cannot be champion, it doesn't mean we have we have no targets. And the target was then from a specific point international football, and that's not Champions League. That's really good. The last question from Joseph. Hi, Jurgen. Uh, congratulations. You said before the game, Liverpool is an emotional club, emotional set of players. Can you try and sum up the emotions of everything that's gone on over the last twelve months and to get to this point? What does it say about your team and your club in the bigger picture? That your team never ever gave up. I know I cannot sum it up. That happened too much, to be honest. But um, to have the opportunity to do this, to have this last game in, in front of ten thousand people, um, means really the world to us. And I have to say, don't want to blame the other forty-five thousand. They are usually in here, but um, the ten thousand did a really good job today. When we came out, it felt like oh, sold out. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. It is so nice to to have this experience again together. Everything is better when the people are in the stadium, and we are better when the people are in the stadium. That's how it is. We can fight more when people are in the stadium because they they support us, they give us a boost, they 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 help us, and that's really that we did it without them makes the achievement even bigger. <laughs> to be honest, but I don't want to try it a second time if I'm one hundred percent honest. Terrific. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, that say, was the last press conference, yes, right? Yes, number 718. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can wait, actually, to see you again, but I wish you, anyway, a great summer. Thank you for everything. Um, and, yeah, take care. Bye-bye. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Holt from Goal in the Match Podcast here, reviewing Liverpool 2, Crystal Palace 0. Firstly, just to touch on seeing the fans back in the ground there. What a great sight to see us back in the stadium. And you could tell that intensity gave the lads an extra boost before the kickoff. And it's been a long wait, but hopefully a sign of things to come going forward. Obviously, we've had a recently bad history of playing Palace and pivotal matches over the years. 
and they did start with the tails up initially. And it took us till around the seventh minute to regain possession and start our own build-up play. Mane threaded a lovely through ball to Salah, who just took his touch wide and really gave that chance up, to be honest, because that could have put the Reds 1-0 up very early on. And something I noticed quite early was having those fans back in the ground, that upped our tempo and our play. The one-twos between Robbo and Mane on that left-hand side, we just had that spring in our step from minute one, and that was led by the atmosphere throughout. But the 14th minute, an absolute ludicrous pass by Trent with the outside of his foot puts Phillips under pressure and Townsend through on goal, but luckily for Liverpool, just drags a shot wide. A massive let-off early on. And then externally, you're seeing Leicester go 1-0 up against Spurs, and you just sat there thinking, Liverpool never do the easy way, and they're going to make us hold on our nerve here, aren't they, and get our hearts racing. And just when you're thinking that, Reese Williams is found unmarked in the box and fires his header into row Z of the Annie Road. An unbelievable chance. Not long after that, Thiago with a lofted pass, who puts Salah in, but only finds the keeper's hands and not the back of the net. Another big chance, but a good pass and running behind. Salah kept getting found down that right-hand channel, and we were finding a lot of joy down there in the first half, but unfortunately no end product. And then comes the 35th minute, an outswinging cross from Robbo, gets flicked on by Williams, and comes off to the foot of Firmino in the box, and lands perfectly for Manny to fire it into the back of the net, and gave us that lead. A huge sigh of relief at that point, but thoroughly deserved as we dominated at that point. Both centre-halves with head bandages at half-time, and that sort of epitomised the level of commitment from the pair of them. They were solid throughout that first half. And I suppose that first half, we were really showing that power going forward with both full-backs, and we utilised them really well. Something we haven't seen enough regularly this season. Starting the second half, we controlled it well, and with kicking towards the cop, it always gives you that extra motivation quite naturally. Here in Chelsea were 2-0 down at Villa Park and Leicester were 2-1 up at that point against Spurs. You knew we just needed to get the seconds or the third to get the job done. Second half, we really pinned them in and then comes the 73rd minute. A great move by the Reds where Salah holds the ball up really well. Sets Manny up on his left with a deflection off Cahill. Makes it 2-0 to the Reds and finally gives us that comfort that we needed. And you could just sense that throughout the crowd too. The last 10 minutes, it was just great to hear the fans singing and enjoying the match. And that's what that last game of the season is always about in the ground. Some of the old songs come out, like Poor Scouser Tommy, and it was honestly just great to see and hear. A little something on Salah too, who was so unselfish throughout the whole match. Given he was going for that golden boot, it just shows his commitment to the team. The final whistle goes, and we've secured European football at Anfield next season, and even third place. If you'd have told me that three months ago, I'd have thought you were deluded and I just laughed at you. And it looks like it's a goodbye to Genie Wijnaldum, which I'm absolutely devastated about. A Liverpool legend, he's been such a vital part of this journey under Klopp. The way he recycles the ball, his leadership, you can tell he's a favourite in the dressing room and he's always match fit. He's He's going to be a very difficult player to replace and so sorely missed. All in all, a great performance, professional, and ends the season on a high, given the destruction we've had to the squad this season. On to next season, where we can regroup and add to the squad in the summer. I mean, I've heard that Kylian Mbappe fella's alright, so he might be worth a punt on. Up the Reds.
Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast and a third place finish somehow. <laughs> third. Uh, unbelievable. Who saw that coming even a few weeks ago? Um, the fact that Liverpool have finished third when we were probably one more injury away from having to call on the canteen staff to play at centre-back is pretty incredible overall. Um and probably a damning indictment on the quality of the rest of the league this season as well, to be honest. But yeah, with the, the injuries to so many of our players this season, the fact that, you know, COVID has affected some of the players' form as well, the lack of supporters inside Anfield for the majority of the season, the the way we've been able to rally for the end of the season is so impressive, I think. And kind of almost sums it up after the season we've had with centre-back injuries and those issues that we end the season with essentially what our sixth and seventh choice centre-backs playing bandaged up um Phillips and Williams both getting busted open return of the iconic headband for Nat I feel like he he needs a sponsorship deal at this point that headband is so associated with him now but yeah the the run we've been on to go on this unbeaten run for our last nine league games, I think it is, after all these issues we've had this season, it is genuinely impressive. I mean, funnily enough, after all the anxiety going into this last game today, and I'm sure I wasn't the only Liverpool fan concerned that with it being Roy Hodgson's last game as a manager, that might mean one last chance for him to get one over on us, but... In the end, with how the results went in the other games, we could have actually not won here and still ended up getting top four. But the fact that we were able to win, make that statement at the end of the season and secure not just top four, but a top three finish, unbelievable. Um, Obviously, we had a few heart and mouth moments defensively along the way, particularly in the first 15 minutes, because it just wouldn't be Liverpool if we didn't. And... Early on, I don't think it was as straightforward as we probably would have hoped for, for our nerves today, but we got the job done, and as the game went on, we we looked pretty comfortable, to be honest, particularly after the first goal went in. Um, Sadio Mane getting both goals after, to be honest, looking quite poor in his finishing for the first half an hour, but I kind of loved that Sadio Mane can look like he's forgotten how to kick a football for half an hour and then still do that when it matters. You know, it's been a rough season for him, for Mane, and I'm absolutely delighted for him today. You'd also expect him to get back to his best for next season so, you know, he can kick on, we can kick on. Um... Great to see the supporters back inside Anfield today as well. Gutted not to be one of them, obviously, but the noise was glorious. A very emotional, you'll never walk alone before the game. Sounded like 100,000 fans belting it out rather than 10,000. And emotional too that it's probably Ginny Wijnaldum's last game for Liverpool. You know, we'll see what happens with that, but it looks like that's going to be it for him. Um... I'll be gutted to see him go, you know, lovely to see the standing ovation for him today, lovely that the supporters could be back in the ground to give him that moment because he deserves it. What a servant he's been for this football club, such an important player for us, making that midfield tick, becoming such an important cog in this Klopp machine, you know, Klopp really building our recent success on 
his energy, his ball retention, his leadership, you know, with kind of his work rate, his versatility, his selflessness. I think he's the embodiment of everything Jurgen Klopp wants from a player in his side. And even if Ginny hadn't been so key to our success generally, he would be a Liverpool legend for the Barcelona game at Anfield alone. Um, I mean, I can honestly say I didn't expect him to become such a legend when he first signed for the club. I wasn't necessarily expecting a whole lot when he signed after watching him at Newcastle. And I'm very glad that I was proved wrong on that front. I think he's been colossal for us over the last few seasons and yeah really really sad to see him go to be honest um other than it being Ginny's last game for us the only other real disappointment today is seeing Harry Kane overtake Mo Salah in the golden boot race right at the last moment would have loved to see Mo get another one of those of course but there's always next season again for him to do that um what else Andy Robertson give that man a medal he started every game this season some phenomenal work again today. Big tackles when we needed them. I don't know what his legs are made of, honestly. Um, again, if Southgate doesn't pick Trent Alexander-Arnold to go to the Euros for England, he needs his head checking. What a player. He's been so important for us in this late winning run in particular. Um, yeah, that's Champions League secured for next season against all the odds, really. You know, it's been... A horrible season in so many ways with the injuries in particular and I think we can look ahead now to next season with optimism again in the knowledge that so many big players will be back hopefully a couple of signings in the summer as well and I expect us to be back up there challenging you know it's going to be a really fascinating one I think Man City and Chelsea will kick on as well and I would hope that we'll be right in that mix with them in sort of a three-way title race and you know, we can look back on this season now with some fond memories, I think, having finished third. third, You know, some really memorable moments. The Alison Becker goal in particular, we'll never forget that. But otherwise, now we can just write this bizarre season off. <laughs> and, you know, this this nonsense season and just go again and hopefully push for the title again next season. Won't be easy, but like I say, I'm optimistic after the last couple of months of performances and with the knowledge that Big Verge and Hendo will all be back. So here's to next season. Cheers. Up the Reds. Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line, following on from Mike of Going The Match podcast. Now let's get into the Blood Red podcast Facebook group and see what's being said in there. Carl John Daly writes, With many considering we were the worst defending champions of all time, to finish this season in the form we have been in, grinding out results with the context of our injury situation and being 17 points behind the champions as opposed to the 18 points behind they went last season. It's not been the catastrophe everyone thought it would have been. With Virgil, Joe and Jordan back fit next season, we'll win the league at a canter. Mark Donahue says, I said after we lost to Burnley, we would struggle to make top four. We did struggle, didn't we? However, this team, well, we never do anything the easy way. 
Jonathan Ho says a pretty disastrous season and yet we finished third, only five points behind a resurgent United. We all know the circumstances that put us where we are. Credit to the boys for salvaging it with a fantastic run at the business end. Let's take this momentum into next season and with a fully recovered squad, let's get back on our perch. And finally, Bob O'Hanlon says, having now confirmed our Champions League status, anyone else expecting a lot of things to fall into place? Signings, departures, contract renewals. Hashtag Mbappe Nike. Well, that certainly would lead to an eventful summer, wouldn't it? Well, for more in the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group, follow the link in the description or head to Facebook and search for Blood Red. And next season, you could well have your thoughts read out here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Before we wrap things up then for the season here on Post Game, a couple more contributors to hear from, starting with Ross. And that's it, the season's done. Liverpool win on the last game of the season, 2-0. Two goals from Sadio Mane, secured Champions League qualification. And we've somehow, some way finished third this season. What a crazy, crazy season. No fans in the ground, not been able to go to Anfield myself this season, which has been really, really tough. It's been tough for everyone involved, hasn't it? Couldn't you couldn't share the game with your friends, go to pub, anything. But like you say, like I say, somehow we've we've got third place. It's 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 unbelievable, really. We've been on a great run of form the last is it the last nine or ten games? I think we've done really well. Probably undefeated in the last last run of games, and we've won there today. Just needed to win today to basically secure qualification. And uh, Sadio Mane's got both goals. Before we were really comfortable here today. Palace didn't really have any threats. Yeah, first first fifteen twenty minutes, yeah, they put up a bit of bit of something, but I was pretty confident what I was seeing that Liverpool were going to get the job done and. We ended up getting the, get, like I say, getting the job done with two nil, two, two nil and two goals from uh, Sadio Mane. Shame that Salah couldn't get on the score sheet and claim that golden boot, which he really does deserve for this season. He's stuck in there and he's helped us out so many times this season with goals. And yeah, it's been, like I say, been a tough season for everyone. So I'm really glad the season's done and dusted now. We finished where we needed to finish, and it's going to be massive now going into next season. We've got the Champions League qualification, so that's going to help us, you know, play recruitment wise and just everything about it, money wise. It's 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 a massive thing that we've done, and it's been it's been really unenjoyable this season for many many reasons. Like I've said before. Just the basic things of the VAR, the no football, the no fans, I mean, the no, not sharing any games with anyone, just watching the game on your own. But finally, you know, towards the last few games, there's a bit more normality. Lovely to see 10,000 fans in there today at Anfield. I hope every single one of them enjoyed it. I can't wait to get back there myself next season. It's a special place and it's a magical place, Anfield, and I've really, really missed everything about going the game. Like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be back there next season. And I'll be there for the Champions League, which is going to be wonderful. Um, I think there's going to be a few players leaving us in the summer. I think Genie's last game for us. Um, got a lovely ovation when he finished. He came off today. 
I've got nothing nothing but respect for Genie. He's won everything for Liverpool, been an absolute colossus for Liverpool. And I think he's one of them type of players that you probably won't realise until he's gone what he actually brings to the side. And he's never let us down. He's been fit the whole time he's been here, played virtually every game, never loses the ball. Yeah, he's been he's been wonderful. So Genie, I wish you all the best, mates, wherever you go. Thanks for everything you've done, Champions League, Premier League. You're going down in history for what you've achieved at this club. So good luck to you. Um, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be some ins and outs this season in the, in, the, in the off season. But yeah, we need to strengthen. We're going to obviously have to get some replacements for midfield. A little bit of a change up front, maybe could be needed. I hope we're going to have, you know, Van Dijk, Gomez, all them players are going to be back fighting fit next season. So. I'm massively confident now going into next season. Special mention, Nat Phillips. I think he's been absolutely incredible since he's come into the side. He's come in from absolute nowhere. No right to be anywhere near the side, but he has been incredible. He could almost, he's almost saved our season. The fact that we've managed to be able to get the midfielders out of defence and get Nat Phillips in there. Absolutely brilliant. So hopefully he's got a big, big involvement next season. So fair play, absolute credit to Nat Phillips. You, you've been brilliant, mate. Well done. So yeah, massive positivity. We finished third, a um, grueling season, but it's done and dusted now. We'll put it to bed, and we'll go again next season. Champions League, and we're back in the mix for the Premier League. Everyone back fit. Come on, Liverpool. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's big two-nil win at home to secure. A top three finish. Who'd have thought that after the season we've had? I mean, unprecedented injuries in all of the years that I've supported Liverpool. And there's been a lot of them. I've never seen a list of injuries quite like they've had this season. And, and it's been crucial injuries to important players. We all know. We all know the story as Liverpool fans. And the series of Awful results we had, particularly at Anfield, really rendered the season useless in in many respects. And I, I certainly, I may have gone on record on this podcast. I've certainly said it to friends and family. I've said in the last few weeks, Liverpool will not qualify for the Champions League. And here we are, having finished third after a marvelous run at the end of the season. the The big win at Old Trafford was the turning point. That was the one that I think sent us on our way. Of course, the iconic moment was Alisson's header, but it's been a great team effort. And it was so good to see Sadio Mane get in the goals again and look sharper than he has done for a long while. Because Mo Salah has had such a good season, I can forgive him for not passing the ball to Sadio for his hat-trick, for what would have been his hat-trick, and in the end taking a shot that was nowhere near the target. Uh, obviously, with Harry Kane's season total on his mind, perhaps, I don't know. But um, I, I wish Sadio had managed to get a hat-trick there. It would have been a very nice way for him to end the campaign. Um, super to see some of the performances out there. Thiago Alcantara really does look the part now. I'm looking forward to his second season with Liverpool. I think he may well up, end up being um, perhaps the most important figure in the starting eleven. Uh, and I... You know, with the return of Jordan Henderson, if, if everybody can stay fit, then uh, the idea of having Alcantara, 
Jordan Henderson and Fabinho in the middle there. It's going to be a, a very, a very uh, exciting one. And I hope that Jeannie Wijnaldum will be there as well. I know the writing is on the wall. It really does look from everything we saw today as if in his mind it's his final farewell. Um, Jurgen Klopp's notes in the programme said something along the lines of if and it's still if he leaves us next season. So it's still, it still could, could all turn around. And I just wonder if qualification for the Champions League was in some way dependent on whether A, Genie wants to stay for a figure, a financial figure that's less than what he wanted, or B, Liverpool now feel they can afford to pay him something closer to what he wanted. I hope, fingers crossed, that that will be the result. Um, I love I love the Genie Wijnaldum song. That was what was going through my head the whole time in Madrid for the Champions League final. It was the one song that I heard Liverpool fans sing in Doha for the World Club Championship. Um, he's so... Uh, just, he cannot dispossess him. He's so strong in possession and that is a quality that will be missed if he's not here next season. And to have those four as a, as a bedrock for a midfield three, if they can stay fit, it would mean a wonderful option of rotation, keeping everybody fresh. And uh, with the likes of Curtis Jones and, and Millie uh, and others that can uh, slot in when needed, you know, I think Liverpool will have rich pickings uh, in, in the middle of the park fascinating pre-season to come in terms of transfers I can't escape the fact and I think Liverpool fans would find it difficult not to have witnessed that we just have not spent anything significant for quite a while now you know we've been buying youngsters and uh, and senior players for next to nothing it's been great business but we have not been splashing the cash there's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about the cash being there for what's been described as a, a generational player. Kylian Mbappe, whoever it might be. I look forward to perhaps something like that happening in the next couple of months or so. Of course, COVID does um, put a bit of a, a caveat on all of that. But there's a lot of big players out there who are looking for moves and uh, it's going to be fascinating, just not not just the Liverpool business, but the business that the other top clubs around Europe do. Looking forward to it. Um, I am satisfied. There's no question. I'm satisfied with what we've achieved this season, given the monumental hurdles that we had to overcome with the fitness of the squad. And roll on next season. At Galasahi on Twitter. G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Steve Dawson there following on from Ross with the last say here on the post-game podcast for this season. A season then like no other, but the Reds in the end getting the job done and finishing third in the Premier League, crucially securing Champions League football. Liverpool's genie may have sailed off into the sunset, but the Reds able to conjure up the magic when needed to beat off the competition and make it into the Champions League. You've been listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.